Hello guys and welcome back to <laughs> Welcome back to the very first bonus episode of being effing for real. Um I don't know what to call this segment yet. We can brainstorm. Um but yeah, this is more so a chill segment. We're probably going to discuss like ourselves discuss um like play like discuss different reddit stories conspiracy theories maybe do a fun game or read like your comments or something uh yeah we can definitely do things like that and these are just going to be short little 30 minute episodes uh pretty much every other every other every other wednesday depending on how often we record these you know you got anything to say friend um yeah we definitely have some just chill, but rather interesting ideas for today. So me and TJ had came up with the thought that so our audience listening can get to know us better, aside from all of our pop culture interests, of how me and TJ met, how we clicked, and how we came up with the idea for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, there's everything else that TJ said. Yeah. So um, we can get into how we met. So it was all thanks to a little show called Bel Air. Um, shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> and what's his name? I'm Morgan Jabari. Cooper. Morgan Cooper, Jabari, Ali Schultz, and all of them. Oh, and, and our good sis Coco Jones. She's killing mm-hmm. it right now. Of course, we love Coco here. This is a Coco household. That's mother. Um, but yeah, so I watched Bel Air. My good friend Justin watched Bel Air. I think Justin DM'd me about it, and we ended up talking about it. And Actually, it was, it was the other way around. because what ended up happening was so like prior to bel-air like me and tj were aware of each other's existence like we had followed each other on instagram and tiktok but we hadn't talked then so what had ended up happening was i remember when the season one final of bel-air premiered to my memory wait so wait so it started in january february April so I remember the last episode of season one it came out sometime in April Mm -hmm. and I remember I had posted on my story that I thought that Marlon was hilariously miscasted as Will's dad and then that's when you slid up on my dms and Mm. you said that you thought that he ate it up I did I liked Marlon in the role (laughs) I did I I don't think he did bad and Mm. it was it was fun to talk about and then we had to talk about other movies and shows and stuff you know we 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 became besties um and then fast forward to like March or February or something I don't know but I was thinking of making a podcast yeah I was thinking of making a podcast uh, talking about different shows and movies and stuff because you know i already do that type of content on my youtube but mm-hmm. i was thinking of also doing it in a podcast format but i didn't want to record a podcast on myself because i was thinking who do i know that loves to talk about movies and shows as much as me and that's you friend yeah so, i was so honored mm-hmm. so we were like brainstorming ideas of what's like theme the pod like none of my ideas were hitting to me so i asked you for it and you came up with being effing for real so I remember you asked me how did I come up with I was just I don't know like I was literally just writing I remember I was writing down names and I sent them to you and you loved being effing for real the most we just kind of went with it from there yeah because that it just ate you had a really great idea friend and I really appreciate that like Mm because I don't know what we would have named it otherwise I don't think it would have the same like 
this advertisement flair like you know like when you when you have like a good slogan like um i don't know just like of any commercial like it just kind of hit like that yeah for sure i i love it um and then yeah the rest is history here we are this is our first bonus episode and this is either going to come up after episode nine or episode 10 not sure Mm -hmm. yet uh, ironically i think the first episode we made on this pod was in regard to bel-air because we were still watching the second season at the time yeah i think we like talked about the uh like towards we were, like towards the finale of bel-air and uh we also yeah i think we also what was our what was our first episode let's look it up friend yeah it was oh it was yep yeah, we I said, hear us discuss Bel Air conspiracy theories, theories, stereotypical black tropes, and black issues. Yeah. So our first episode was called Aliens and Coons. Um, I gotta give it to you. You come up with some of the funniest titles. I saw the one that you uploaded recently. Here, let me check it out. Um, it was um, Hot Garbage Moves and Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to come up with funny names for it. Like, we have an episode coming out soon um called wolverine was a failed rapper um really? which list- yes <laughs> and once you listen to the episode you'll understand the context oh yeah I, yeah because we talked about you know a failed rapper and we also discussed wolverine so it really adds up and then my other episode that's coming out soon is uh called taking down enterprises and doing your kegels so mm. yeah it's really fun to come up with episode titles. It's not fun to edit the episodes, but I do enjoy editing the titles. I tell you, friend, like, because I actually have to, like, re-listen to the entire episode. So, like, you know, so I can, like, crop certain parts and then put it on the social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, worth I, it, though. I listen to the episodes every time I edit it. Like, I'll let it play. And as I'm listening to it, if I hear something that needs to be taken out, I'll just, like, go in and, like, crop it yeah like in case if there was a mistake or like a gap like let's say you had to take a break or something yeah so i edited all those things out so you guys don't hear you know Mm -hmm. our minute breaks or my sister busting in my room to ask me to make her pasta um so there's that and then I know you wanted to discuss a little bit about like our own backgrounds with pop culture and like movies and stuff so yeah do you have yeah pictures? you said our relationships right you can go first right um so I've been watching TVs and movies uh, basically since I was born but the first time that I remember uh, actually consuming media is with my aunt uh, Nini mm-hmm. uh, I would watch horror movies with her um, don't ask why she was a teenager I was a baby um but i was like six five something like that um we watched horror movies together the very first one i remember being very afraid of was the ring um it terrified me as a child i had nightmares about it for a minute um but then i ended up and i i we kept watching horror movies together and ended up you know having a love for horror and I, that's basically like what my letterbox account is about like i i call myself a horror aficionado because i try to watch you know most things horror i mean i like go on horror binges most of my favorite movies are either like a thriller or horror or like you know a trippy movie and then the other ones are um just it's in that genre my favorite tv shows are also around like either horror or supernatural elements so i really got that from watching things with my aunt and my mom and my uh, grandma like i lived i lived in a house for the first years of my life with my grandma and my grandpa 
and my aunt and my uncle and my mom. So yeah, uh, that really formed like my uh, my TV taste. Uh, we used to binge uh, Charmed when I was a kid, and Charmed is now my favorite TV show of all time. So it that really stuck with me. And then you know, as I as I turned, I think um, eight and a half. That's when we got Netflix on like the actual streaming service, and not just the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got the actual streaming service, Netflix, and I had my own account. So I started watching like Glee and Doctor Who, and those two are my favorite shows to this day. And so yeah, that's really um, my history. You know, my history formed since I was seven, and my tastes haven't changed. Don't know what that says about me, but you know, <laughs> what about you, friend? <laughs> Ooh, friends. So the earliest movie that I ever remember seeing, I think I was, so I was born in 2003, so four, five, six. I was like four years old because the year's 2007, Transformers came out, and that was just like such a super popular movie at the time. Like, you know, spe- you know, especially like Shia LaBeouf, like, you know, that was like the first big movie he was in. Like before that, he was in a bunch of Disney Channel stuff, like Even Stevens. Then Megan Fox, she was pretty much like the it girl that like every boy wanted. So like, yeah, everyone was excited to see that movie at the time. And also like, you know, you also had some of like um the eighties kids like gathering around to see that movie because you know Transformers was if it was based on the original cartoon from the eighties. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I think that movie, like regardless of what you think about Transformers, I'll admit like I kind of have a love hate relationship with Transformers movies that it's, as they just kept milking them out to no end. That but regardless, I think that the one from 2007, it was the first movie that just truly unlocked my imagination. Because it's I'm thinking to myself at four years old that there are these aliens that are also robots and they could turn into like any sort of like just mechanic like organism, like a car or something like that. And Mumblebee being a Camaro, like just made a, a Camaro, like my favorite car, like for long. I can't lie, friend. I still kind of have a sentimental spot for Camaros because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I famously don't like Transformers. So. <laughs> it's yeah. not for me. But to exp- so then, like, and then I got introduced to Marvel and DC, like, around that same time, like, four years old. I was indoctrinated by, like, my uncle and stuff, who was also, like, a really big, like, comic book head. Like, aside, like, collecting those comic books, um, you know, I saw the, the animated cartoons, like, that old Spider-Man, the animated series from the 1990s, and also Batman, the animated series from the 90s, with Kevin Conroy as Batman, rest in peace, and Mark Hamill as the Joker. And then, you know, the early 2000s, that was a time when the superhero genre, like, really started, like, blowing up within live action. Because, okay, so before, like, um, Robert Downey Jr. was casted as Iron Man, you had movies like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight with Christian Bale as Batman. Like, I would say, like, that, that really, like, made, like, you know, the superhero movie genre popular. Aside all the other stuff, like Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and the X movies, like, I think The Dark Knight, like, really stuck out to me because, to me, it it was, like, the first, like, really gritty, serious film that, like, I saw, like, at that age. And it's, like, to me, that movie represented what if superheroes, like, really existed in our world. And I just really, like, went with superheroes from there. Like, I loved Superman, Spider-Man, you name it, really. And if you know me well, like, I still love all that stuff today. Like, it's, it was just such a 
privilege, like, you know, to grow up with this, what, like, 15 years now plus of, like, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And DC as well, which, you know, I'll admit DC's had its ups and downs. But to be fair, Marvel has as well. Not every last Marvel is perfect either, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually have a tidbit about that. So <laughs> I also famously don't like DC that much. But DC was actually the first uh, franchise like that I was introduced to. Because mm-hmm. I used to play Mortal Kombat when I was like three or four with my dad and my uncles. Um, and, you know, Mortal Kombat famously did a game with DC, mm-hmm. uh, where it was both Mortal Kombat characters and DC characters. And then from that point on, I was like watching, you know, Batman and stuff. And I lo- fell in love with Catwoman. That was like my girl for a mm-hmm. long time. And then when I was like eight, um, my dad, intro- eight to seven or something, I don't know. My dad introduced me to Marvel and we started going to, you know, see the Marvel movies in the theaters and stuff. Like I have, you know, Captain America shirts and hats and stuff. Captain America is still my favorite. Um, I love that. So say, I don't know what to say about that. Some people might call me a coon, but you know. The Cap's one of the good white men though. Exactly. <laughs> but I love me some Captain America. And he's fiction and he's fictional, so that technically makes him one of the good ones. And it's Chris Evans. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> um but yeah, I've been obsessed with Captain America since I was like nine. Uh, I yeah, had, like, I was I have a similar origin. So like for those who don't know that Superman's my favorite, it's like I don't know. It's, I was literally born to be a Superman fan. Like my mom showed me when I was one years old. My first Halloween, I was Superman. Oh and my then god, fast, that's so cute. And then fast forward to 2006, the movie Superman Returns comes out with Brandon Routh, which, like, okay, he's arguably a forgettable Superman, but I don't think the movie within itself is as terrible as some people exaggerate it. I actually still have like the statue from Superman Returns, like all the way back from 2006. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just love the character of Superman, like, since. Like, I watched all the movies with Christopher Reeves from, like, the 70s. And then Henry Cowell came to Superman. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of my TV show taste was introduced when I was, like, eight. Except for, like, for my grandparents and my mom and stuff. Like, they introduced me to, like, you know, horror movies and true crime and charms and stuff. Like, the supernatural aspect. But mm-hmm. when I turned eight, like, uh, my brother introduced me to anime. So I started watching that. Ooh. Um, when I turned eight, uh, or when I turned nine, like between the ages of eight and nine, I don't know. Uh, that's around the time Five Nights at Freddy's came out for the first time, and everybody in like my fourth grade class was playing it. Mm. Um, so it was like everywhere. Um, I still have, I'm still play it sometimes. I have the cupcake from Five Nights at Freddy's, a little plushy. Um, and I also have, you know, some Naruto merch. So. Ooh, so it looks really new, huh? Yeah. Um, mm. And that's like carried on to today. I don't play or watch either as much, but trust and believe I am going to go see that Five Nights at Freddy's movie that's coming out on Halloween. Um, I'm going to be sad because this is like nine-year-old me's dream. Um, and they actually did it. Josh Hutcherson is, you know, the main character. Uh, Corey X. Kinchin is also in the movie. So yeah, he's an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's going to eat real good, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be there, hopefully, on Halloween Day. Well, maybe not Halloween Day, because uh, for Halloween, I usually go to a haunted house with my friend. Um, mm-hmm. But I will talk to my friend in a minute, because he ghosted me. So I don't know who I'm going with this year. Um, We shall see. Maybe I'll end up going with Josh and uh, Cam. We'll see. Um. You said, um, did, so, okay, you'll, you probably remember this growing up in the 2000s. 
So, okay, did you collect DVDs religiously as I did? Yes, I have a I have a whole. Me and my dad have a whole uh, DVD like yeah, thing. Exactly. We have like three of those albums of DVDs. Yeah. yeah, and I even have like some DVDs on my bookshelf that I took out of the album. Like I have like um found this like I have a few found destinations. I took the butterfly effect uh, DVD out of there. It's like a few horror movies and like some of some funny movies. Yeah, I, me and my brother we used to carry that thing around everywhere. Like with the, um like the Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Cars, mm-hmm. Rowdy Daily. Iron Man, Spider Man, just like any go to movie, really. I think I told you this on either a live or or another episode, but I would take my DVDs to daycare, and they would steal them. They would steal my DVDs. I come home, I took four DVDs. I came home with one. I don't recall my DVDs ever being stolen. Yeah. And my DVDs have my names on them, so you knew you knew it was mine, and I and you stole it. Like, I took there, never got it back. So either it's still at the daycare to this day, and they're just watching my stuff, or some other kid took it home. I don't mm. I don't know which one it is. But, like, I had a Thomas the Train TV. T- DV, somebody stole it. I mean, thank God. Because <laughs> I hate Thomas the Train. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I have an irrational beef with Thomas the Train. Um, and there really? is a backstory behind it. There is a backstory. Yeah, I don't think it's um, me. <laughs> Well, first of all, he's just depressing and makes me angry. But also, uh, at the same daycare where my DVDs were stolen, there was this kid there. Um, I forgot his name. I'm going to call him Ronald for fun's sake. So, mm-hmm. wait, no, I think his name was Alex. <laughs> I love how, like, you said, well, just call him Ronald. But then he said, oh, wait, his name is Alex. Call him out. I think his name is Alex. We're going to call him Alex. If it's not Alex, then oh well. But if it is Alex, I'm talking about you, Alex. Um, seriously, his name was, his, I think his name was Alex, um, and he had a big fro, right? Um, mm. and he used to always come to school and stripe, into daycare and stripe shirts. Well, this is like after school daycare, because at this point I was like seven. I don't know. But he used to always come in stripe shirts, like, you know, Steve from Blue's Clues. Uh, but his shirts yeah. would be like dark colors, like gray, dark blue, dark purple, you know, stuff like that. And he would, con- he was so annoying. Oh, annoyed no. the mess out of seven-year-old me and he was constantly talking about thomas the train and i wanted to punch him in his face every single day shut up shut up stop talking and so like i already had a love-hate relationship with thomas the train in the first place because he was like kind of like it's like this little depressing train that rides around and like you just like go around like make people like try to be happy but like you're not happy and you're sad like it's giving like you want to off yourself mm. every time you watch it because it's like oh like you don't have the vibes the vibe check is not checking right like, i'm sad now and i go to school and then this dude is constantly talking about thomas the train i couldn't escape and now i have, I have oh sorry no you now i have a beef with him um i have beef with alice and thomas um because uh and yeah i will never watch thomas the train again um i've never i've never allowed my sister to watch it um it's just not gonna happen and we thomas the train is no longer in my life and so it's not going to her life either um yeah ill screw you thomas and alex actually pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So how would you say your relationship with film had changed like throughout the years? Like, you know, where you're at, you know, like where you're at now. Um, I definitely used to watch movies more often. Um, but now I more so watch TV series more often because like when I watch a movie, I want to like sit down and like actually tune in and like pitch the movie. And I no longer have much time to just sit and watch stuff anymore. So when I watch my shows, I'll like turn it on in the background while I'm doing something. I don't have to sit and watch. Like I should know what's going on. And so because of that reason, I don't watch movies as much anymore. And I have to set out like a specific time to like binge movies and stuff, which Mm -hmm. I usually do with horror movies. Unless there's a movie that I really want to see. I'm trying to do that um, hopefully tomorrow with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I know my mom has to take a test tomorrow. A 25-hour test. Which, like... Oh, my goodness. What kind of test is that? That's the luxury. It's it's for real estate. She has to renew her um, her one-year license thing. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to be hanging out with my sister tomorrow. So, hopefully, I can get her to watch... I can get her to be still and watch Guardians of the Galaxy with me. She's been obsessed mm. with Lion King recently, so maybe, really? maybe if I tell her Rocket, yeah, maybe if I tell her Rocket is a lion, she'll stick. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but um, I would say like my relationship with film had changed because, you know, like when I'm, you know, comparing myself to when I was like four years old, like most of the stuff that I'd really watched at the time was mostly just like sci-fi-ish, like, fantasy-type stuff. It's not Marvel or DC. It wasn't DC or Star Wars. It wasn't Star Wars. It was Star Trek or Lord of the Rings. So, and it's like, you know what I mean? But And I think as you get older, you you know, when you start to mature and you learn that being, truly being passionate about film is to dip your toes in every genre. So I think that's definitely, like, how I changed over the years, you know? Like, because when you're younger, you're not truly paying attention to a really detailed story. Like, if you were to sit me in front of a drama at four years old, of course I'm not going to want to watch that. I want to see the robots kill each other. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I could definitely appreciate, like, you know, like, the philosophy behind, like, a good drama, like, today, you know, I think it's definitely one of my favorite genres, like, aside, coming of age is also nice as well. Yeah, um, for me, when I was younger, I used to definitely watch more romance, the romance genre, and now Mm. I don't anymore, with the exception of, like, one to two movies that are my favorite, like, Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Marymore, uh, love that movie, definitely a comfort movie, um, and, uh, Warm Bodies, um with god what's his name it's it's the guy who plays professor professor no professor x yes og what the og professor x patrick Stewart? the young one um james mcavoy yes him he he's in warm bodies i forgot the girl's name um but it's basically like a movie about a zombie and a human falling in love um How it, that work? I don't know, but it was super cute when I was younger. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I forgot what happened in the movie, but I I it, I had fun. Um, and then of course, with the first dates about this about Adam Sandler falling in love with a woman who has uh, amnesia, uh, well, memory loss. She loses her memory every day, and she thinks it's the same day before she got into a car accident. Um, and so basically, he has to convince her to fall in love with him every single day, and they have fifty first dates. 
Um, it is so cute. You know, I've uh, actually never seen that movie, friend, and I was always wondering why is the movie called that, and that makes so much more sense now. Yeah, it feels me. It feels me with warm, fuzzy feelings. Has an amazing soundtrack. Has lots of comedic moments. It's really like the complete package of a of a comfort film. And also, when I was younger, I used to be more into the zombie genre because my dad used to watch it. And now, as I'm older, it no longer appeals to me. You know, um, I don't watch um, The Walking Dead. I used to with my dad. Don't like it anymore. Not for me. Like any type of zombie movie is just not for me. I also don't like action, but that's I didn't like action when I was younger either. So that hasn't changed. Um, that's pretty much stayed the same. It's not. It's because they. I think I think it interested me more when I was younger. Like I would I was more likely to sit and like stay and like not leave. Um, but it wasn't like you know my favorite genre. It never has been. Never will be. Like when I was younger, I didn't like Power Rangers. I didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like Transformers, like stuff like that was not, didn't appeal to me. Um, so yeah. yeah, like when I was younger, my, my favorite childhood shows were like Arthur, Dragon Tail, Scooby-Doo, um, Kipper the Dog, you know, stuff like that. That's what I really mm-hmm. enjoy. You know, uh, the common theme between those things is, is, is not, um, repetitive, each episode has a different storyline. Well, I mean, mine is Kipper the dog. Uh, I mean, I think he has a different storyline. I don't yeah, know. I don't but really, Arthur, I don't really remember watching that one too much. Yeah, it had a, it has a great theme song though. I'll, I'll play mm. it in a second. Um, but Arthur, Arthur, Scooby Doo, and um, if you, seen Arthur, if you haven't seen Arthur, you, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen Arthur, you are uncultured. Oh, and of course, SpongeBob. Um, basically, each each. The thing in common with those things is they each had a different storyline every episode. Like there was no repetition because with most children's shows, they try to they keep it repetitive. So because they're trying to teach children stuff, so you have to you know embed that stuff in a, into a child's mind. But like I don't want to watch the same thing over and over every day. Like I'm four, I'm not a baby. So I mean, I, you are a baby when you're four, but you get what I'm saying, friend. Like I mm-hmm. I I notice stuff now. Like I I can I can tell that this is the same thing. So those are my favorite shows because I like I like a plot. I like a plot. And so with action movies, they are kind of repetitive. Like they all give me the same vibe. There it's like a, it's like the same story, just with different words. It's like when you know somebody gives you your homework or like your essay and you're like, Yeah, let me copy this, but like I'm a I'm gonna tweak a few things. Like it's the same paper you just said that and you instead of saying the word um because you said and K and uh, wait, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, um? I don't know a substitute for that. I forgot. Um, I haven't been to school in a minute, so don't judge me. You good friend. Um, but yeah, you like go on like substitute different words. That's like action movies, cause like it's either you're trying to find your wife, you're trying to find your kid, trying to avenge your wife, avenge your kid, avenge your puppy. Um, you're trying to take down an enterprise, take down the mafia. Um. Uh, rescue somebody else's child. You know, most most action movies are like that. The only action movie that I thoroughly enjoy are, of course, you know, Marvel movies, and um, also yeah. Die Hard, the Die Hard franchise. Um, I watch it every Christmas. Um, because it is a Christmas movie. Christmas I don't care what anybody has to say. We don't care what y'all say. We don't care. My dad said it's not the Christmas. My dad said it's not a Christmas movie, but like it's Christmas decorations in the movie, and they talk about Christmas. So like, mm-hmm. it gave Christmas. Cool. 
um i don't know but i watch it every christmas along with um my christmas holiday playlist of movies is of course die hard usually just one but if i have time we'll watch two um nightmare for christmas it is both a christmas and a halloween movie my favorite holiday so it's perfect movie for me um the grinch uh and of course the classic home alone you can't go with christmas without watching home alone that's blasphemy so yeah that's my christmas playlist that's so random it's it's august but Honestly, you know yeah like those are like they're like christmas staples oh uh also almost christmas uh love that movie have you seen it friend i don't remember that one maybe if i see a little snippet of it, it has gabrielle union and monique now that you say that, I probably saw it, but it's probably so long ago, friend. You know. It's really good. We watch it every Christmas as well. Especially, especially if I go over to my grandma's, we'll watch it. Um, but yeah, I love a good Christmas film. Uh, but yeah, those are like those are like the only actions that I watch. Other than that, he, I, I don't watch it unless my dad is like we're having a family movie night because my both my mom and my dad's favorite genre is action, and so when they want to have a family movie night, it's like oh we're gonna watch the action. I'm like ugh. I don't want to. Uh, but yeah, those are like the only times that I'll watch an action movie. Other than that, my favorite genres are horror, uh, comedy. Yeah. That's it, honestly. Oh, sci-fi. Well, the occasional sci-fi. I hate space movies. Another thing I don't like. I don't like movies that are set in space, which is ironic. You don't like, you don't like, like sci-fi soap operas. I know what you mean. Yeah, which is ironic because... My favorite show is set in space, Doctor Who, but they don't just stay in space. They go other places. Yeah. When I say a space movie, I mean a movie that is set almost entirely in space, and they're on a spaceship, and yeah, they're doing like something. Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, those are different. Really? I mean, I don't watch them. I don't watch them. I mean, I've seen Star Trek, and I've seen some Star Wars stuff, but they're, it's not, they're not strictly you know, stagnant in one place. They they do things and they travel somewhere. I mean like a movie that's like set entirely in a spaceship and they go nowhere else but space. Oh, so you're talking about a movie like the very original Alien. Like movie. Interstellar. You ever seen uh, Alien or heard of yeah, it? Yeah, I have that. seen Alien. That's, that's an exception because that's technically a horror. So that's different. But like mm-hmm. Interstellar, there was this movie with that lady from Pitch Perfect um, hold on, let me find the movie because that was the most yeah. boring watch of my entire life. My entire family fell asleep on it. Everybody was out like a light. Oh, her name is Anna. Um, Anna, what? New Anna Kendrick, right? Is I that her name? She, yeah, I know who she is. Okay, her name is Anna Kendrick. Uh. What was that movie she was in? Because I have to tell y'all, because it made me irrationally angry. Because it was boring. And she's usually in a good movie. It was called Stowaway. Um, it was a Netflix movie. Basically, a three-person crew on a mission to Mars faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. It was boring. First of all, the movie, hold on, let me see how long this movie is. The movie was an hour and 56 minutes, so almost two hours. Um, it has a 5.6 out of 10 
on IMDb. IMB, IMDb. I, I think I said it right the first time. It was boring. Everybody made me mad. Uh, the cast, I mean, it had a good cast, though. Had Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, uh, Sham- Shamir Anderson, Tony Collette. You know, had a, had a had a great cast, but it was just boring, and most of the movie was quiet. And I hate silence. Fun fact about me: I don't like silence. Something always has to be going. I either have to talk to myself. I have a podcast going, some music. Because when I because when it's silent, I'm in my head, and then I then I freak myself out. So I don't like silence. So a movie that's majority silence is not it for me. That's part of the main reason why I don't like the Quiet Place. But also because everybody in the quietest place is a moron. Like, they make me irrationally angry. was not logical. They make me mad with their Isn't decisions. in most apocalypse movies? Like, you have people having babies left and right in the whole Walking Dead series. I don't watch apocalyptic stuff, friend. <laughs> That's exactly why. Because, first of all, if it's, if it's a real apocalypse, I'm not living. Like, I'm going to unalive myself. What am I living for exactly? Nothing. So I can't sit and watch you make dumb decisions in Apocalypse when you could have you could have been gone. Right. Like it's not relatable to me. Yeah. I wouldn't be around here in shorts and a gun killing <laughs> stuff. No, I would not. So to give light to my favorite genre, so I love science fiction, fantasy, adventure. I love horror. Like I'll admit though, like there's just some horror that like. I just don't dip my toes in if you know what I mean. Like, it just kind of depends. Like, if it's, like, ridiculously over the top, like, the the new Evil Dead movies, like, eh, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the scariest kind of horror movie to me are the suspenseful ones that you just don't see it coming. Like, I feel like when you take a movie, like, the new Evil Dead Rise movie or, like, just any Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, fun fact, I just don't like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just feel like with that kind of horror, it's, like, like oh the guy with the chainsaw is chasing me or whatever and it's just like i don't know it's adrenaline pumping but it's not necessarily scary scary is when you're in this nervous suspense that you don't know what's gonna happen you know what i mean that's what mm-hmm. i appreciate about movies like alien the original halloween from 1978 and so on romance movies that's actually my least favorite genre but fun fact y'all it's ironic because my first screenplay that i've written in university actually is a coming of age like black love story how ironic Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. but it's a funny story behind that because while romance is my least favorite genre i don't hate it by any chance why it's my least favorite is because i think i gravitate to it the least is because a lot of romance movies especially now like throughout the last decade or so maybe i'm not watching the right romance movies maybe maybe you could put me on to some friend but i feel like the ones that i've encountered just have a lot of like really recycled tropes if you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So I figured to myself, what if I could write, like, a romance story that, like, you know, avoids, like, these cliches? And on top of the fact, you take a black romance movie, like, I hate to say it, but, like, I think a lot of them just aren't super positive, if you know what I mean. Like, when do, like some of the most popular, like, romance movies that consist of black love, they probably have some sort of stereotype of the, of the what's the word that I'm looking for, the financial struggle or the girl is getting is having a hard time leaving her abusive boyfriend baby daddy husband or whatever or there's also that really weird trope where um 
you know, the guys like Nubian Dark and the girls like light skin lighter in a brown paper bag. And it's like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it starts to become a little bit weird and problematic when that's the majority of black represent- representation. When in reality, that's not the representation of majority black couples, you know? Yeah. I completely agree, friend. The reason why I stopped watching romance was because there wasn't a lot of black romance to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that I have seen, like, you know, Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. I God. couldn't... That movie was... Don't even I mean, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. But it was not... If you were to take away the label that it's a romance movie, okay, it's solid, but it's like continue, friend, continue. Yeah. Like it's not a it's not a romance movie. It's a crime movie. Right. That's you put it perfectly, friend. Because it's like the fact that it's labeled a romance movie makes it really triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that, friend, because it's not romance. Yes, do they fall in love along the way? Yes, but that's not the main focus of the movie. So you can't really market it as romance. That's like marketing Shameless as a comedy. Right. Like, it's not a comedy. It's truly so fun. I think it's so hilarious whenever February hits. It's like celebrate black stories on all the streaming services. It's like a bunch of slave and police brutality movies. Like, oh, bro. God. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of a couple black romance movies that were actually about black romance. Intergalactic, Kid Cudi, shout out, Netflix. You didn't watch that one yet, friend? No. Man, that was like one of my favorite movies of 2022. And that was Intergalactic, Kid Cudi's Intergalactic. That movie inspired, like, my idea for my coming of age, like, on Black Romance Story script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most of these movies have, like, some type of trope. Why is this? To give you a little bit about to give you a little bit about intergalactic, so it was so refreshing because both of them had locks, were both dark skin. They weren't in a financial struggle. They were actually both like on the right track to their careers. He wants to be an artist, and she's a photographer. And I don't know, like. There's maybe, like, one scene in the movie that could be perceived as toxic, but it's more of a misunderstanding scene that turns out to be a really happy ending for the movie. hmm Yeah. But continue, oh, Franny. You think of Man and what? Hmm? Oh, it was called, um... Think, have you ever seen the movie Think Like a Man? Yeah, with Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's... Well, I know he's in it. I, I, so, I know. Many stereo- so many stereotypes. So, but it's I like... I saw bits and pieces of it. It's... Oof. It's like a reverse on like, you know, the usual misogynistic um, movie, but also while also being misogynistic. It was made by um, Steve Harvey. Oh, that makes so much sense. But it's like, yeah, it's still technically a misogynistic movie because these women like are internalizing these misogynistic ideologies. So like, I know what you mean. I mean, it was a funny movie if you don't take it seriously. Yeah. All right, friend. I think this is the perfect time to close out the episode. Oh, man. We didn't get around to our top five favorite movies. We can do that next time. Yeah. So to close out, I'm going to play you guys my favorite childhood theme songs. And you can pick some too, friend. Ooh, childhood. Okay. Yeah. So. Now, friend. 
Here's one of them. Here's Kipper the Hold on, it's an ad. Uh, we hate, we hate ads. They call it Kipper. recognize this the um the kick bukowski suburban daredevil theme song oh, from mm-hmm. that was my song oh ads darn ads uh, still not paying for youtube bread just so I won't no why would i do that when i can get it for free I think that show in- inspired my early spirit of adrenaline junkie. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> oh, here's another one. the dvd uh i don't know it's a british show um but i have the dvd still to this day and i turn it on occasionally because it was uh it was fun i made my sister watch it um because uh i love it the song uh, oh here's another one of my favorite ones 90s people who grew up in the 90s are probably gonna tell me what do you know about this song (laughs) because the song that i'm about to play is the x-men song from the the one from the 90s animated series and this is like just because i grew up in the 90s doesn't mean i didn't watch the reruns uh-huh. like, i think they forget how close we are to the 90s Yeah. All right, y'all. So 
that's the end of our very first bonus episode. Yeah, we're probably gonna try to record some more so we can upload them every Wednesday so I can start scheduling them for the Wednesday segments. Well, no, not Wednesday. It's probably Thursdays because having, having an episode Monday and another episode Wednesday seems kind of too soon, too close. So we can do Mondays and Thursdays. So this will go up on a Thursday. Don't know which Thursday, but a Thursday it shall be. Um, and yeah, look forward to more of these bonus eps. And this is TJ and JD uh, checking out. Check out our socials in the description box below. Uh, And yeah, catch you guys on the next episode. Toodles.